0: Hey, so here we are and welcome to the podcast from the swamp. I'm Mike Levin and we're trying out a new tool here called Audacity. It looks pretty cool. It's letting me do this stuff. So meanwhile, I uh, hope you bear with me uh, while I test this out. I just cranked up the volume here on the microphone, and we're trying this new tool the old-fashioned way. And the old-fashioned way is not RTFM reading that uh, manual. Just cranked it up, uh, trying it out, uh, and, and and we'll see what happens. Okay, so this is going to be an experiment in in the patience of the listener. I hope you, uh, you can put up with this... Uh, this volume level here. Uh, not quite sure what to do to uh, to correct it, but uh, you know we're just going to go with it. Do our best. This looks like such an incredibly cool tool, Audacity. It's on SourceForge, and as I go through the menu items here, I can see that um, you can create projects and you can do all kinds of stuff you can create all kinds of effects like you can amplify, bass boost, you can change the pitch, speed, tempo you can use a compressor uh, echo equalization, fade in, fade out, invert, noise removal, normalized, Nyquist prompt, phaser, repeat more things than you can shake a stick at and I'm sure over time I'll get to know how to use them uh but in the meantime we're just going to go with it here and uh we'll we'll make our way through the podcast. Uh you know lots and lots of things happened today. Um I I basically uh fired up Technorati to see uh who had been um referencing podcasts from the swamp and um found that uh the new uh podcast aggregator Jaeger, had um noticed uh, that Podcast from the Swamp mentioned them and uh, made a favorable mention because they are a good product and it looks like they've added Podcast uh, from the Swamp to their blog roll of defaults that, that people will see when they first install Jaeger. So that's pretty cool, made me feel good um, and I hope, uh, I hope people enjoy the Podcast from the Swamp. In the meantime, uh, Dave Weiner on Scripting News, uh, in his daily coffee notes, uh, talked about bookmarks and metadata, and mentioned Mary Hodder, uh, who is a, a friend of my friend, Michael Hauser. and um, there's been a lot of mention of uh, metadata and podcasts, and how it's, it's difficult to annotate your podcasts. I've noticed that a few people are making some really good attempts at it. Engadget, for one, uh, started out by putting in timing marks in their, um, on their website, so you can basically see where different subjects come up, and, and that's very helpful. Uh, basically you know, they'll say, well, one minute into the podcast about this new product, you'll hear us talking about this or that and and three minutes and you'll hear us talking about this or that it seems kind of hard to me to do that Uh, it also seems very very useful but you know unless you've got a producer uh... working with you on the on the podcast it could be very time-consuming unless there's some good tools to help with that what i've been doing basically is pod rolling just adding uh, an unordered list of subjects that I cover in the podcast to the uh, RSS feed. And that is effective with certain aggregators and then other aggregators don't seem to parse it correctly. I've noticed Bloglines doesn't parse it correctly. However, Opera's aggregator shows the first item that comes up. and well what the heck you know it's in there and uh, it shows up in uh, the the website that you associate with your podcast of course um, so basically you know I think that's a pretty easy way of uh, adding metadata to your podcast um, I'm trying to think of uh, where it, uh, it does show up let me see blog, blog lines um, when they Parse the audio.weblogs.com. That's that's what it is. Uh, when they parse that feed, that feed doesn't parse the unordered link tags correctly. However, uh, Bloglines does parse the unordered links when your new post comes up. So, basically, in your RSS.xml in your in your RSS feed. You can put those unordered links in. You can add anchor tags or hyperlinks to those unordered lists. And I, I would guess that you could also add images if you, if you were so inclined. And, uh, and that would be helpful. And we'll see how this evolves. I listened to Don and Drew's podcast today for the first time. And um, I noticed that they are adding metadata in the form of uh, timing marks to their podcast. And I wonder how these folks are doing it. I guess they they replay the podcast and and then notice uh, when the subjects change. And then, as an afterthought, add these timing marks. At any rate, it's helpful. and, uh, And it looks good. I was also pleased... To listen to a podcast by a producer. Um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, a producer of the, the podcast called Podcat. Now, you'll have to bear with me here because it's kind of late and I'm tired, but I just wanted to get this out tonight before all the uh, the subjects increase to the point that there's no time to do it. Anyway, um, they played a, a, a clip of a podcast from the swamp and uh, that was really cool to hear that over the internet. My buddy Robert Scoble put up a bunch of pictures on his Moblog of uh, the Channel 9 guy and uh, the fun times that we had uh, Buzz Bruggeman, Robert and I at uh, BloggerCon 3 and then afterwards at Buck's Famous Restaurant and um, we all had a good time and I was very impressed by his AudioVox cell phone. Uh, Robert got a really cool AudioVox cell phone with a built-in camera and um, don't know exactly how he's doing it but he's got it set up so that he can send those pictures directly to his Moblog. There was a Moblogging session at VloggerCon and I sat in on it. Um, Basically people didn't go too much into the technical aspects of Moblogging but all I can say is it's really cool because you just take a picture and with a few keystrokes you can send it to your blog and uh, that's, that's a, a cool dynamic aspect of uh, blogging that's come about. Julie Long in her Seedlings and Sprouts uh, blog um, transcribed the, uh, the conversations that went on in the medical blogging uh, trail of the BloggerCon and uh, We had some very interesting discussions there that you might enjoy reading. Today I downloaded the new version of iPodder and uh, once I can get that source code downloaded uh, I'll begin to dissect that and see how it works. Um, The interface has changed a little bit and uh, it works like a champ and I've got it set up to download Dave Weiner's uh, podcast and Adam Curry's podcast and Don and Drew's podcast and uh, a couple of others um, selectively because as as we all find out you wind up with uh, a little bit more than you can listen to in one setting if you're if you're not careful but it looks really good I've been reading a new weblog called Men of Clay and uh, it's from a young lady I believe whose name is Roxanne in Singapore. Very, very interesting weblog uh, interjecting uh, uh, thoughts from a different culture with the high-tech world and some very interesting offbeat subjects. So you might enjoy taking a look at that. Since Dave Weiner uh, alerted me through his weblog of Microsoft's new search engine, I downloaded that this morning, uh, you know, I love Google. I think it's enough, um, but there's always room for more innovation in search engines, and I look forward to seeing what Microsoft has to offer. Although, of course, it took control of a few things on my computer without really asking me, and now a new window comes up when I type GFD for a Google find using active words, and. Uh, it It seems to uh it it brings me to Google, but I wind up seeing Google through what looks like uh, a Microsoft style browser or something like that. Not too crazy about that uh that business model, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it and and see how that progresses Of course um, I'm doing a lot of traveling with my current project and I'm here in beautiful San Pedro California. Um, working this week, I stopped by the Goodwill as I almost always do. The Goodwill store always has great used books and I found a copy of a book called Reporting by Mitchell Charnley. It's from University of Minnesota Press and it's the second edition. It came out in January of 66. This book was originally uh, a used book purchased in 68 from San Jose State College but I just wanted to mention it because you know we're we're doing weblogs, we're blogging, we're doing podcasts and uh, mo blogging and and bits and pieces of reporting here and there, and you know I think uh, the art and science of reporting has essentially remained at least the fundamentals have remained the same over the years. And this book really covers some some very cool aspects of reporting. Um, I enjoyed reading about style in news writing and uh that talks about different tones of voice uh it talks about the essential items that you need to put in a uh, in a news story that you, you compose. One interesting thing it covers is the channels of news and it mentions uh the wire services, it mentions news magazines, television news, radio news and it's interesting to think that uh students in the future will read about blogging because undoubtedly in the future blogging will wind up in textbooks in journalism classes and they'll look back on these days on the phenomenon of uh weblogs and blogging podcasting and how all of this is evolving the book mentions pluses in journalistic style and it begins by saying, Know your story. No one has yet found a substitute for thorough reporting. The next uh, topic is Construct It Right. It says, Without orderly, logical organization, no piece of writing can carry the full meaning intended for it to an audience. Talks about grammar in the dictionary and says that your desk book of grammar gives you the rules of the road. and mentions that there's nothing sacrosanct about the rules of grammar like traffic rules they change as the needs of communication change they bend and give way before appropriate stresses but it says in general good English English that observes the rules is the clearest and most forceful lost my place here uh, the most forceful English it says good English is the the clearest and most forceful English, and stresses simplicity in speaking in a common, easy to under understand style. I know I'm breaking lots of those rules right now in my uh, enthusiasm and and um, being anxious to get this story out. And you know, bear with me, um, we're trying a new tool, and uh, we're using <laughs> we're using kind of not the the most optimal. Uh, microphone here on the Trusty ZT eleven seventy five, which happens to be working today. But this book, I just, I just really wanted to mention it. Reporting by Mitchell Churnley, um, because it goes into uh, such interesting topics as foes of effective news style and the form and organization of news stories. It talks about basic. Items that you should mention in a news story, like who, what, when, where, and how. Um, and let's see, what else do we talk about here? Different types of uh, news stories, like interviews and human interest stories, investigative reporting, interpretive reporting, and uh, communication as a science. It's really a pretty interesting book, and. Uh, For those of us who are writing weblogs and podcasting, when we mention newsworthy items, uh, you know, having a little background in in how the pros do it can't hurt. Another thing I'd like to mention is uh, digital recorders. Um, I just ordered a digital recorder from eCost. eCost.com, this is not a commercial plug. This is just something that I like a lot. I've been shopping online at eCost for a good while now and this order I bought a Sony digital recorder for nineteen bucks they've got lots of refurbished items I bought a bluetooth uh, earpiece and microphone for the Sony Ericsson cell phone that we just picked up and a couple of other things um, I think you know usually bluetooth uh, earpieces and, and microphones cost around a hundred or hundred fifty dollars eCost had it for 28 bucks, so um, just thought I'd mention that in case you guys are shopping. Um, Bruce Eckel mentioned that he picked up a digital recorder to capture thoughts uh, in the interview that I did with him a couple of podcasts back, and he said that, you know, thoughts tended for him, at least, to be more spontaneous, and they didn't wind up getting uh, captured by the digital recorder, but I also noticed Dave Weiner uses one. And it seems like a, you know, pretty, pretty effective uh, way to capture a podcast and to capture your thoughts. So I'm going to give it a shot and see how it works out. And you should be hearing some of that in the future. Speaking of Bruce Eckel, uh, in all the years I've known him, he's always shied away from complicated integrated development environments. And he's also always mentioned how much he likes j So I downloaded that today. It's a free open-source um, editor that takes many, many plugins. And for those of you who are developers out there, if you haven't tried it, I suggest that you do. And I won't go so far as to recommend it, but I'll say that it's a very lightweight editor and uh, it looks like it's going to be very handy as, as time goes on and I get to know it better. Speaking of SourceForge, CDEX, uh, C-D-E-X, which is the audio uh, tool that I've been using until I've downloaded Audacity is on the top 10 most popular downloaded uh, items from SourceForge. Now I have the feeling that I'm going to set CDEX aside now that I've got um, Audacity because Audacity just has so much functionality and it looks like you can do so many cool things with it. You can uh, insert a file in your podcast. And then you can talk over that file. You can mix. You can do all sorts of stuff. So, um, but for those of you that want a simpler tool, uh, Dex seems to you know work just fine. I've been using it up until now, and um, it's much more functional than the Microsoft Sound Recorder, or probably many of the, the sound recorders that you would you would pay for. Um, but I will say, Audacity looks great so far. I also noticed that uh, a weblog called Netternity reprinted the letter to John Dvorak that I, I wrote in response to his comments about podcasting, and he entitled it a gentle, dear John, you got it wrong message. Um, kind of had a good time writing that letter, and. Uh, Basically, you know, I know John Dvorak's been around for a long time and uh, I was just surprised by the comments that he made and felt, as I said, uncharacteristically compelled to write a a letter back to him and let him know what I think. So I did. In the meantime, this project that I'm on has lots of Mac users and you may have noticed on MikeLevin.net I posted a blog asking whether people thought that since my HP ZT 1175 had broken I should consider getting a Mac and I got all these wonderful responses from people that were so passionate about their Macs well several folks on this project that I'm on are using Macs, uh, a couple of G4s and uh, I got really uh, shown all the best points of the new OS X operating system and the beauty of uh, the interface and uh, the form and function, the fit and finish and oh my gosh, you know, I'm really pretty um, taken with that machine so we shall see, but uh, in the meantime I've been keeping my eyes open and noticing whether or not popular software that I like is able to run on the Mac, I, uh, I finally got to look at the, uh, the Windows emulator, so I'm feeling pretty safe at this point that if I get a 1.5 gigahertz Mac, I can run Windows apps uh, that I need to use for my job, for example, uh, Rational Enterprise or uh, heavyweight products like Searsim for code estimation, code size estimation, and so forth, I feel pretty confident that I can run those in the Windows emulator. And a lot of the software that I'm looking at these days, uh, like iPodder, like like Jaeger, like Cdex, like Audacity, all of these source boards projects uh, seem to have um, Mac uh, counterparts uh, to the Windows releases that they've they've uh, they've made, so we shall see. I'm a little bit daunted by the price, you know, $2,500 uh, starting price for a for a, a laptop is is a little scary considering the lifespan. But uh, wow, what a marvelous machine! Last night uh, the Gator Jug presentation was the Java 2 Standard Edition version 5 new features uh, with Dan Jones. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it because I'm out here in California, but Dan Lackey, my trusty counterpart, ran the meeting, and uh, I'll be checking my email shortly to see how that went. Um, it would have been neat to record it and uh, listen to it as a podcast because there, there are a lot of uh, New Java features that I haven't uh, tried out yet, and for me, as a uh, independent, as a software consultant and small business owner, these user groups are my training. This is how I how I learn the new stuff. Um, you know, I've had my education, uh, my formal education, and uh, so college is behind me. And uh, you know, formal training can be a little bit of a bore. Um, I like the social interaction that you, you get in user groups and that's why I started this one up in Gainesville. I was uh, surprised that in a town of 100,000 people with uh, the 17th largest university in the United States that there was no Java user group and saw the opportunity to um, to get something going there. So that's how GatorJug came about this time last year. Um, and. Um, So far, we've had some really interesting presentations, uh, some very professional presentations, and we've got uh, several very, very good ones to look forward to, including Dave Johnson, the author of the Roller Weblog, which is the the Java weblog that I use for MikeLevin.net, and so do hundreds of other people. He's going to come and talk, um, I believe, in in December. And uh, in January, we'll have a talk about uh, Java and robots and uh, if you check out gatorjug.org you'll find out all about those presentations. Uh, We've got some volunteer webmasters looking after the website and putting some uh, interesting content up there for developers not just about Java but about software development and uh, if you take a peek I think you'll be pleased with what you see and if you're interested in giving a presentation uh, maybe about uh, construction of an aggregator. Hey, how about that? That would be cool. We can uh, certainly accommodate you. Um, and in many other aspects, we can accommodate you if you're, if you're interested in getting involved. Just send email to gatorjug at cambridgeweb.ie. That IE is for Ireland. I also noticed that Scott Myers, the famous uh, C++ author, has a new edition on C++ coming out. He was looking for some book reviewers, and I contacted him, but unfortunately I was one of many people who were anxious to review his his latest edition, uh, so I'm on the the short list, hopefully, or the waiting list, and uh, that, that probably will be a great book for those of us who are involved in C++ coding. Well, that's about it. Um, I I guess I'll wrap this up. This is the first two-day Gator Jug podcast from the swamp. I started just before midnight, Thursday night, and now it's well after one o'clock, and uh, it's going to take a little while to to get this packaged up and, and shipped off to the web server, so I will say... Thank you very much for listening. I think the podcast is going to get better as time goes on, especially since we've uh, got audacity here. I'm still waiting for Mike Hauser, my good buddy, to give me the thumbs up so that I can tell you guys about the new collaboration he's done with George Coates and uh, let you guys take a look at this uh, this new product. uh, Well, I I don't know whether I'd call it a product or not, um, but it's something I'm excited about, and I'm going to keep talking about it um, until I get the thumbs up uh, on the official launch, but it's something very cool in the blogosphere or the pod sphere, and uh, I think everyone's going to really love it, but that's about it. Uh, Thanks for listening to Podcast from the Swamp on Let's see, what have we got here? It's November 12, 2004. Talk to you guys soon. Please let me know what you think. Put comments up on mikelevin.net or send email to gatorjug at cambridgeweb.ie. Good night.